Are you ready to challenge yourself and see if you have what it takes to make 10K in 10 days? Visit the Boss Effect podcast community on Facebook and tell us what you would do if you had to challenge yourself to make 10K in 10 days. The Boss Effect Zone, the Boss Effect Zone. With your hosts, powerhouse performance couple, expert leaders, Sean Seven and Queen Kimmy. The absent-minded creative genius, the music man, the highlight of my trip to Miami when I went to the Great American Speak Off. I made so many friends and so many connections, but very few people keep my attention as long as Roger kept my attention. Roger's creative his creative genius, his heart, everything about Roger just really stood out for, to me. He's a man with a degree in business that knows how to shoot an M16 as well as a Canon. I mean, a digital camera, not the actual Canon that you shoot, right? <laughs> so I want to take this opportunity to welcome Roger to the Boss Effect podcast. Hi, Roger. Hello, Sean Seven and Queen Kimmy with an IE. My name is Roger Bemis and I'm a boss. <laughs> what's going on it is awesome i'm having a fantastic day i was so looking forward to speaking with you folks today having a conversation and just having some fun no that's right so Roger, why don't you tell the folks a little bit about yourself just a little brief little, little something well i have a background in theater arts and music i was in the military in a previous lifetime i was a band director school teacher and i'm a veteran as well i also have a background in dance and probably one of my favorite memories about that is not what you'd think. I actually taught at a private Christian school in town, and I wanted to try to get a dance class at a Christian school, the first dance class in their history. And I was actually at the time I was in the Army National Guard. I was coming from another event, and I was still in my uniform. And I showed up at a board meeting about new classes. So here I am dressed in my Army fatigues telling them about a new class at a Christian school, and I was promoting a dance class. So that just gives you a little bit of eclectic background <laughs> that I have. I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Literally, I have been there, done that, got the t-shirt, okay? Oh, man, I know y'all can't see it, but he just stood up and literally his t-shirt says, been there, done that, I got the teacher. <laughs> Roger, you have got to do that again. Stand up again so we can get that visual. Come on, let us see that again. Let, let's let's see. I've got to stand the right distance. See, a little bit higher, a little bit further. There it is. There it is. There it is. So whatever I have done in my life, which is varied experiences, I have a lot of experience. I have been there. I've done that. I've got the t-shirt. That's what I love so much about being a bold, outspoken, soulful storyteller. Because as a speaker, that is what you utilize and have to lean into those life experiences that been there, done that. Those experiences are really what propel you to be a catalyst in someone else's life, to be able to be of service and to help them. So Absolutely. Robert, I'm the average Joe. I'm just an average guy. 
You know what? As an average guy, those average guy everyday things are the common knowledge that we need to help propel other people forward. Your life is the only book that some people ever read, you know? So if you are a speaker, you're automatically a leader. Sometimes as a speaker, it's hard for us to accept that when you open your mouth to speak, you're automatically a role model. As a as a band director and with someone with a background in theater who knows your value, I'm sure that it's safe to say that you actually care about the people that you're serving and you're showing up for. Absolutely. What what was the catalyst that started you in this career path? I mean, with all those backgrounds, because all those backgrounds are in a way entertainment. Yes, that's pure and simple. I've always been in the entertainment. I was a little kid singing in talent shows, then learning how to dance, then doing tap dance, jazz, ballet, music theater, band. Part of my challenge was I had too, so many interests, especially theater arts, because when I was in high school, not only was I in band, I was in choir, I was in theater, I was in productions, and I was always doing something. In fact, that's been part of my challenge in life, there's a nice segue, is because theater productions usually run in six to eight week cycles, audition, rehearse, opening night, closing night, rinse, repeat. And so for me, that is how my brain works is I might struggle on the day-to-day, day in and day out and the grind, which is part of life, but I really thrive in that opening environment. In fact, when I've had jobs, I, th- I really love working at a job where I like opening a restaurant because that's the grand opening. And that is incredible. And that's the way my brain works. So I just had, I've had to know how to, how to use that. And as a side note, my ultimate grand opening that I ever went to uh-huh. was the opening of Euro Disney in 1992. I was there before the curtain went up on a Disney theme park. Before they opened, I was there getting ready to open. I was there with the All-American Marching Band. And that's a whole nother story. I have a question, Roger. Let me jump in here for a second. So Mm -hmm. I'm hearing all this background in theater. I'm hearing all this knowledge. But just a minute ago, you said to me, I'm just a regular guy. But in your introduction, we introduced you to our audience as the absent-minded, creative genius. So I want to know how that equates to a regular guy. I want to know how someone who was in the All-American Marching Band in in, in 92 that had that experience, someone who was a band director, someone who has a degree in business, please help me to equate to what your definition of a regular guy is because an absent-minded genius, the music man, is not a regular guy. So I just just can't go forward without knowing what your definition of a regular guy is because I want to be on the same sheet of music with you. I I can appreciate that. Okay. When you start talking to people, everyone has a story. And I bet you, you know, people say, oh, I haven't done a whole lot. You might be, they might be surprised what they actually have done in their lives when they look back on it. And this is where people get stuck. They get hung up. They, well, I don't, I can't do that. I'm not good enough. No, wait a minute. What have you done? Tell me about your life. Everybody has a story. But some people just get stuck and they're like, no, I don't think so. Or they, I can't, I'm not good enough. Just, just. Just do it, you know, instead of like, oh, uh, well, I, I'm, I'm not good enough. I can't do that. Well, yes, you can. Well, I don't have that experience. Well, tell me what your story is. Tell me what your experiences are. You might be surprised. Bet you everyone could write a book. You, you're explaining the feel. I want the definition of the regular guy. So the regular guy just might be somebody who's lived life, done a few things, done a few interesting stuff, and 
They have dreams. Everybody have dreams. <laughs> and to quote the movie Fame, everybody has dreams. And here's where you start paying for it in sweat. And I love this. My favorite line from the original Fame, uh, the movie. And people have those dreams. And then they get into life and the daily grind and the nine to five. And then they lose those dreams. Why? And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with getting married, raising a family and doing that. But, but we think, oh, you know, when I graduate from school, I'll do that. When I get married, I'll do that. When I'm successful, I'll do that. When, I, when, the, kids are, when the kids leave home, I'll do that. When I retire, I'll do that. When I die, when are you going to do it? Why do you keep putting it off? It's never too late. Don't procrastinate. And let's just do it. That's one of the things that we really love to hear, that it's never too late. It's one of the things Sean Seven always talks about, not giving up on your dreams and, and it not being too exactly, late. Exactly. But I wanted to say, Roger, I, I know that you're, there's nothing regular about you. And I've never met you personally, but I'm going to tell you why I know there's nothing regular about you. My wife came home from Miami and said, hey, I got to tell you about this guy, Roger. She was like, first of all, I hope the email was sent to him for her to be on the podcast. We got to <laughs> interview him. I was like, yes, the interview got sent out. So she was like, babe, let me tell you, he came as Michael Jackson at the American Speak Off, and he was just so entertaining. Babe, you got to meet him. When you when you finally meet him, you're going to see him. I think he did the Michael Jackson moonwalk. Yeah, the Michael Jackson moonwalk. Not dressed up, I'll tell you. That. He didn't dress up, but he did the Michael Jackson moonwalk and had everybody going crazy. It's nothing ordinary about somebody being able to have the courage to do Michael Jackson in front of a bunch of people that they they've never met in their life. You told me earlier that you, uh, before we started the interview, that you, you've done the impression before. What got you into that? Well, that came from the dance. You got to understand that the time reference here, I was in dance in high school. When did Thriller come out? Michael Jackson's Thriller came out in 1982. Mm -hmm. uh... Thriller set the standard for music videos from that point going forward. Yes, it did. The dancers in there rehearsed and practiced to such a level of perfection. You can stop the video at any point, and they're always together. Every arm, every every height of every jump, it's they're perfect on that level. And like I said, from there, it set the standard. So in answer to your question, that was very big when I was in high school. So it would not be uncommon for me to be at somebody's wedding and say, hey, play Thriller. And I might do the dance from Thriller just for the fun of it. <laughs> well, Roger, what encouraged you to sign up for the Great American Speak-Off? I mean, that was high school, and that was probably last year that you were in high school. <laughs> like, why did you do something this year that you were doing last year in high school? <laughs> that's, that's right. And part of that is, remember, I'm an absent-minded creative genius. Got it. I had ADD. I had ADD before they knew what ADD was. <laughs> <laughs> And that's probably why we're friends. <laughs> As part of my story, my dad and I sat down when I was in high school. He was in the military. He was in the Army Reserves. And he knew that I had a background in music theater arts. And my dad, bless his heart, he came to accept that because I was not the jock that he wanted, especially back in the 70s and 80s. You know, man wants a son to throw a football, right? Sorry, wasn't me. But he appreciated who I was. And I knew that like when he would show up in the back of, of concerts, when I was either playing or performing, he would show up in the back, slip in. And of course, then he had to slip out and go to work because he was a fireman. He was uh, always a first responder. So he's always busy, but he supported me. So I got to high school. We sat down and says, well, hey, you know, for you, you should do like the army bandmaster program. I'm like, okay, I'm okay with that. Yeah, that sounds good. So my senior year of high school, we were we were on track. I was going to 
graduate from high school and go to the army and become an army bandmaster and conduct the, you know, like an army band. Mm-hmm. Then he passed away my senior year. So life took a detour. Mm. And as an only child, I stayed around thinking my mom needed me to stay around. And so, like I said, life just took a detour. I always wanted to join the military. And over the years, I just didn't. And I always wanted to become a broadcaster. Uh, my scoutmaster was in broadcasting. I And they always said, you have a great speaking voice. You should become a broadcaster. And I wanted to join the military. So after many years and putting it off and putting it off, 9-11 happened. I was too old to join the military. But then they raised the age for Army to 40. And the very next day, I walked into the National Guard office here in Arizona, and I signed up as a broadcaster. And I went through Army Basic at 40. I finally, after all those years of putting it off and procrastinating, I made a change and I made a choice to just go ahead and do it. And I did. And now after being in the military and I've been in Toastmasters, so I've done Toastmasters, I've worked on that, and I want to expand my audience of who I speak to and places I go and speak. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I come back around to, it's never too late. I've just procrastinated all these years. And my journey has taken me many different places. But I, can't, I, I guarantee you, I've been there, done that, and got the t-shirt. That is what's up, man. Roger, give us three. Matter of fact, give us two. I ain't going to ask for three. Give us two books, man, that changed your life in some type of way, man, positive. You can't go wrong with um, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. You can't go wrong with that one. And there's also a, another good one. The title is Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth known as the Bible. What's your favorite book for the Bible? Proverbs. You know, there's a Proverbs chapter for every day of the month. If you don't know what to read, just what day of the month is it? Today's the seventh. Well, open to Proverbs 7. It's going to have some good words of advice for you. <laughs> See, there's no excuse. There's there's no excuse. Well, I don't know what to read. Okay, well, today's the seventh, Proverbs 7. You got a chapter. There you go. You know, a lot of times when we're going on a new journey in life, one of the most important things that we have to do is surround ourselves with those who are on that same journey. And when Mm -hmm. we're on that same journey and you can reach out to someone and you can hear their life and you can hear their passion for service and entertaining and showing up in life. And then you can hear them say, I actually take the time to read books because as a boss, you know, a bold, outspoken, soulful storyteller who's affecting change, not only in your life, but in your community and those that you serve. That really is leading into knowing that we all should be studying to show ourselves approved at all times. Absolutely. And in doing so, we have this game called 10K in 10 Days. Mm-hmm. I think it's time for us to invite you to play. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, Sean. Set it, serve, serve that up, Sean. Sean yes, Seven yes, and, and yes, lay, he lay it out for us. He's the podcast because he didn't know who was going to give the rules. Okay. So Roger said he's ready to play. So Roger, here are the rules. We're going to give you $100, start you off with an old beater truck to get you around town. But that beater truck is only going to get you around town. You try to leave town, what's it going to do, Queen Kimmy? It's going to break down. <laughs> Or it has a low jack on it. <laughs> you know what they say? You are entering city limits. That side is going to break down right there. Now you get a cell phone. You got access to the internet. Mm-hmm. You can use your own intellectual property. Any type of jobs or business that you already have already established. But the main thing is you're starting from ground zero and nobody knows you. Oh, no. 
So I want you to give our listeners step-by-step what you're going to do to obtain $10,000 in 10 days. Now, if you get that $10,000 in those 10 days, what are we going to do, Queen Kim? We're going to celebrate. We're giving you an extra $10,000. So you'll walk away with a grand prize of $20,000. Awesome. Do you have a website I can go to and spend that when I get (laughs) Okay, so first of all, to preface this, there are those people who are going to analysis paralysis to death, and they won't start because they think, I don't know anybody. I can't do this. Okay. Now, Roger, here's what Roger would do. Because I am a public speaker and I have, I don't have any connections, but I know there's Toastmasters. Okay. So I'm going to play the game and the scenario. I don't know any, but I know there's Toastmasters. And with a little bit of research going online, I can find out that you can go to online Toastmasters meetings all over the country. And so what I need to do is just start getting online and visiting Toastmasters meeting, getting my name out there, telling people, hey, I have a message. I like to share it with you. And does anybody need a public speaker? And that's what I need to do. So in the in that regards, I need to either find one $10,000 speaking gig or to 5,000, 4, 2,500, 10, 1,000, 2,500. You get the picture or some combination thereof. And within 10 days, I should be able to book that without a problem. And then the $100, either I've used it for gas to go, or at the end, I just go out and have a wonderful dinner at a very delicious restaurant. So step-by-step in 10 days, following that process, will he make $10,000? I would say... He can't? We're asking him. Okay. You never know until you try. You know, what we're going to do is we're going to shoot for the sky. In the worst case, we get a little bit of the silver lining. I love that. I love that. I love that. You can definitely tell a motivational speaker when you hear one, because they're always going to give you some inspiration, some motivation, Mm -hmm. and some information to go with it. Right. See, people don't realize that there are different types of motivational speakers. And Roger just gave you all in one. (laughs) Exactly. And plus, you have that momentum going. Even if you don't make the $10,000 in 10 days, keep grinding, keep going over, and you will get there. You know, because you know what happens if you double a penny every day, don't you? For an entire month. You've heard this, haven't you? Yeah. No, I've never heard this one. It keeps growing. It keeps growing. If you take a penny and penny oh. and double it every day, at the end of three weeks, you only have a few thousand dollars. But that last week, you started getting into tens, hundreds, and millions. And depending on which month you're doing this on, by the 31st, you have, I, I forget the number off the top of my head, five, six million dollars. Roger, that was a great answer. It definitely was, man. Definitely was. That was a great answer. Because remember, I said in a previous lifetime, I was an educator. So I like to impart knowledge, whether that's in a classroom or that's as a speaker. I want to share that knowledge with individuals. So that's why I enjoy it. And for me, as an educator, classroom or speaker on stage, the greatest joy for me is when that light bulb moment happens. When you, the listener, that light bulb goes off, you go, oh, now I get it. That's the greatest moment is me as an educator or speaker is when that light bulb moment happens. Whether you're five-year-old kindergartner or a 30, 40, 50-year-old individual, that's what I enjoy about sharing and imparting my knowledge. Uh-huh. We call that the aha uh-huh moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I live for that aha uh-huh moment. 
So, Roger, can you give our listeners out there a place that they can contact you, whether it be social media or website? Absolutely. I, you know, Roger Bemis, you can find me on the major social media platforms. For Instagram, I'm at Roger Bemis. And I think it's uh, almost the same thing for like uh, Facebook. If you want to reach out to me through through Facebook. Uh, oh, it's Roger, roger.lee.bemis on Facebook. And as for a uh, an email, I have, I have a couple different emails, but uh, the simple one is roger.lee.bemis at gmail.com. Okay, and is that the best one for them to use if they want to contact you for a, like a speaking engagement? Absolutely. If you want, if you want to, um, me to come and speak to you, speak to your group, and just talk about motivation. And plus, see, I can tailor whatever whatever your company has or whatever your event is. I can tailor it for that, and that's not a problem at all. But yeah, reach out to me. What you know, whatever I can do to help you out. I'm here to help you. I'm here to serve you. Awesome, Roger. We'll make sure that we include those in the show notes down below so that you can reach out to Roger. Matter of fact, give us one last statement that you want the people to know you by when you're no longer here on this earth. That most profound mic drop. Yes. That when you say Roger Bemis has left the building. It's never too late. Don't procrastinate. Just do it. Mic drop. And Nike didn't pay me for that. Nike, Nike didn't. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, no, no, guys. Hello, hello. No, no. I just, just wanted a pair of, of, of uh, cross trainers. No, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Oh, no, I'm okay. <laughs> Be sure to stop by the Boss Tech Podcast community and say hello and show Roger some love, y'all. Most definitely. Peace and blessings. We're out. You've been listening to Sean Seven and Queen Kimmy. With an I-E. Thanks for tuning in to the Boss Effect Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review. Be sure to share this thing out. Share this thing out. Hey, share this thing out. Share this thing out. Tune in every Tuesday for more exciting insights and wisdom on being your own boss. And until next time, peace and blessings in both life and business. Remember, what works for us might not work for you. So take what you need and leave what you don't.